Hello, brothers and sisters. This is the Solidarity Podcast from Teamsters Local 769. I'm Brian Besbiati, but everybody calls me Bez. To help ease the burden of some of the stress we've all been experiencing, we are going to return to our usual format and attempt to bring you some good news in this episode, as well as the most recent information on the coronavirus and its impact on our work sites. Due to the cancellation of another of our general membership meetings, we're also trying to include some additional news that many of you would have come to the hall in search of. Be sure to spread the word about the podcast. All of our members need this information. We'd love to hear your feedback or questions, so reach out to us on social media, email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org, or call our Solidarity Podcast voicemail line at 786-456-7936, and we may even use your audio in the show. Your questions may be unique, or you may find that others would like to know the answer as well, so please submit them. Some of the audio may not be very good during portions of this episode. We couldn't record in the studio with all participants, and some alternative methods for capturing audio were used to create this episode. The information is there, and I hope it's distinguishable enough. Enough details. Let's get to the news. Teamsters Local 769 continues to operate under CDC guidelines, setting the example for what we expect from the employers that our members work for. We have been canceling meetings of more than 10 people, and for this reason, our general membership meeting for April was again canceled. Teamsters Local 769 is constantly updating our website dedicated to providing the latest information on the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affecting the workers we represent. Everyone should visit teamsterslocal769.org COVID-19. There you will find all the information we have compiled for our members, such as links and applications to unemployment benefits if you do so qualify. Documents are available to view, print, or download from healthcare providers as well as the IBT Safety and Health Division. You will also find a list of industry-specific information for each employer who has issued special policies or procedures for their workplace as well as MOUs if they have entered into them with the Teamsters. From public sector to private, companies like UPS and AMR Medics, as well as airline industry information, again, visit TeamstersLocal769.org slash COVID-19. In a near-unanimous vote, Teamsters Local 769 warehouse workers and drivers at Cisco in Miami have ratified their first contracts. Despite the challenging climate posed by COVID-19 and its effects on area restaurants and bars, the one-year agreements include important protections for workers, just cause language, layoff and recall rights for furloughed workers, as well as seniority and wage protection for the warehouse workers and drivers. Given the terrible situation facing these workers and the country as a whole, this contract is important because of the layoff language and recall rights, said Teamsters Local 769 President Josh Zivilich. The bargaining unit of 128 warehouse workers previously voted to join Teamsters Local 769 in August of 2019, and the 126 drivers voted to join our union in February before that. In addition to these new contracts, Local 769 secured a side agreement in which the company will pay the cost of the workers' health insurance for the next two months for those furloughed by shutdowns in the cruise ship industry, a significant portion of this Cisco location's business. In our last story, the new Teamsters Local 769 smartphone app is now available in both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. The app is the best way to carry the latest information from your union in the palm of your hand. Teamsters Local 769 is using the app to communicate up-to-the-minute information to each member 
specific to the worksite where the member is employed. It's free, and all members in good standing are able to download and register. Go to www.teamsterslocal769.org app for more information. We'll be back after this. Hi, Teamster parents. Are you aware that Teamsters Local 769 has a scholarship fund benefiting the children of Local 769 members? Teamster parents work hard to provide for their children, and funding for a good education is a concern for all who have children nearing the end of high school. Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund is something all of the children of our members are eligible for, and all graduating seniors are eligible to apply. An application can be downloaded from our website at teamsterslocal769.org, so spread the word about the scholarship fund to all of your fellow Teamsters with children entering college this year. Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund is just another example of how our local stands up for our brothers and sisters and their families. For more information, visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org solidarity or call us at 305-642-6255. Thanks. In this next segment, we're going to conduct our first steward roundtable discussion. The goal is to shed some light on some current issues and challenges presented by the COVID-19 pandemic. In addition, we plan to discuss protection of rights as well as the health and safety of our essential service Teamsters. UPS workers are currently providing many families and businesses with much-needed supplies during the shelter-in-place order covering our area. While some of this discussion will only apply to UPS, some of the issues discussed and the advice given may apply to other essential service Teamsters in the shipping industry or other companies. As always, we strongly encourage you to consult with your business agent before assuming any of these suggestions apply to you or your fellow members, and this discussion is only to help educate and assist you in formulating a plan to deal with workplace challenges. With that being said, let's go around the virtual table and introduce the brothers who are joining us today. We are adhering to social distancing recommendations as well, so our roundtable is a virtual one. All right, Josh, why don't you go first? Introduce, tell everybody who you are and where you're from. I'm Josh Joseph. I'm a job steward out of Hialeah. I'm in the feeder department. Uh, after 15 years in a, as a package car driver, three years as an inside employee, I've been uh, in feeders for two years. Hialeah Hub and feeders. Go for it, Sean. So my name is Sean Bryce, and I've been working with uh, UPS for 33 years. I started in 1987. And I've been the uh, grievance coordinator at the uh, Hialeah facility for the last uh, five or six years. And uh, I've been a package car driver since 93, so 20, 28 years. Joel? Uh, Joel Breedle. Um, I'm a package driver 27 years in, company, uh, shop steward close to about uh, 10 years out of Doral, uh, south and uh, west aid. All right. How about uh, Bobby? Sure, Brian. My name is Bob Greco. I'm a trustee down at the hall, down at Local 769, also a shop steward in the West Palm Beach area. How many years with UPS? Uh, about 19 years. All right. And Percio. Good evening, gentlemen. Percio Diaz out of Deerfield, been a shop steward for about eight years. Um, did about 19 years uh, in packages and... Currently, I'm going to my second year of feeder out of Hialeah, Deerfield. Now, I just realized I'm looking at somebody's face, and I didn't let him introduce himself. Mr. Mike Cortez. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Just want to appreciate the fact that 
uh, Local 769 and Brian Besbiati put this podcast together for us so we can uh, all discuss what's going on in an open format. Much appreciated. Uh, as a business agent that represents a lot of uh, UPSers in six different locations, it's um, we're, we're finding that uh, this COVID has been going on for a few months now, a few, few months, and we're trying to make sure our members don't get complacent. But seeing their workforce, seeing their buddies every day at work, you know, when I visit a building, it's mostly our folks we need to separate. It's mostly our folks we need to make sure that they have the PPE and uh, they take care of themselves. So they've gotten uh, the fact that it's been around a while and they're getting used to it, so to speak. You may or may not know that it's uh, required that UPS and the IBT speak to the locals on a daily basis. We have a conference call with UPS every day, and we're able through able to voice any concerns or issues that we see around uh, the jurisdiction that 769 has, as well as all the locals in the state of Florida. We speak with um, the labor, the regional labor people. We speak with the PE managers that are the guys that are actually getting the equipment out. And we're finding that there's no shortages in equipment and PPE. Uh, just maybe there might be some local issues where uh, it's really our folks that aren't utilizing. And it's a sad thing because we're putting together all this, trying to make sure you guys are safe, holding the company's feet to the fire to make sure they provide all this stuff for you. Right. And we just really want our people to utilize it. We, I have spoke directly to division managers in some buildings in regards to what are they doing for um, social distancing. And some of the buildings are... Um, We'll call them old school, where there's a sort aisle, and the, and the sorters stand side by side, and we're, we we've asked them to do something about that. They have put down lines on the grating or the floor where these guys were to try to keep them separated. So it's really that at that point, it's up to our guys to make sure that they follow the guidelines. Uh, in some buildings, the division manager has told me that they are slowing down the sort aisle, so. Stuff doesn't get uh, backed up where these guys are on top of each other. And literally, you know, what I like to call swapping sweat because they're bumping into each other all day long. Right. So, again, you know, it's a constant education for our folks to stay healthy, do the right thing, and do the social distancing. So we're trying. We're out there every day. So I want to let you know that your local's out there speaking to the company, and we're bringing up any immediate problems we have. And we brought up quite a few over the weeks that we've been speaking to them. So, again, I'd like to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to be on this podcast and tell you what's going on around the district and all the buildings that we represent. All right. Yep. Sounds good, Mike. So we'll start with Josh. Josh, are members respecting the CDC guidelines in your workplace? I've been able to see facilities around the country, Worldport, in every uh, that I go through, there are different levels of compliance with CDC regulations. You know, I would like to see more, you know, for the safety of everyone. I think that there seems to be an effort to comply with the CDC guidelines by the company from the corporate level. Uh, I can't say that it's being implemented sufficiently company-wide. Right. Are you able to hear me? Yep. Gotcha, Percio. How about your workplace? Are uh, are guys complying with the CDC regulations or recommendations? Uh, I I'm a little bit uh, concerned with um, 
with the loaders and unloaders in the building, uh, I've raised this concern to several management uh, operations on preload and reload. And I have, I have expressed the concern that um, there should be one person in a trailer unloading or loading a trailer. If they're going to have two, there should be one at the front and one, one in the back. That's a challenge. Freelo wants to get down. They want, they want to get the, the drivers out of the building on time. And um, the reload wants to, wants to get the, the trailers out and, and meet their, uh, their pull time, which is, to me, a little bit overboard because at this time we shouldn't be focusing on times and schedules rather than safety because if if we get a a hot spot of an inf you know infections in, in 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 a building and that building has to be quarantined or or shut down then we're all going to lose and that's that's one of the biggest concerns that i see uh for us to try and contain those those uh trailers to, to keep the social distancing as well as the own the own load the own load the, the loads and soil as well okay bobby what are things like up in West Palm? There's been quite a, quite a few instances where where uh, most of the members are are taking taking care and protection and protecting themselves with everything. Um, most of the uh, safety committee and stuff like that are using different techniques and stuff like that that they use to wash trucks and everything else like that with uh, spray bottles uh, for the employees with some bleach in it and stuff like that. Uh, altogether, I believe the members are doing a fantastic job is trying to keep things together. There's been some issues with reload and, and, and preload and uh, how many members you have in a truck, how many members are in the office and uh, the social distancing, we're, we're working on it. Um, the shop stores up in West Palm Beach are monitoring everything that they can. Uh, also talking with the employees, trying to keep them together. Uh, they're doing it a lot better than the management team is at this point. Right. But we are we are keeping things together as as, as a whole, especially with our brothers and sisters everywhere down here. You're gonna at this point, what you do what you can do, and you wash your hands, you take care of yourself. That means you're taking care of everybody when you can do that. Absolutely. What are you doing to uh, to provide support for some of your brothers and sisters? What are some of the the techniques you're using? Uh, right now, we we do have. Uh, couple members of the safety committee that are shop stewards that are actually um, uh, taking the lead on a lot of these things. Um, they realize that uh, the volume is there. We are working just like it is Christmas time. Uh, the hours are being put in. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, keeping each other to understand what that social distancing is and, and to keep it under wraps and and do do what they're, you know, they're responsible for. If they're responsible for themselves, they're, they're taking care of themselves. Uh, that's all you can expect at this point. Right. But some of the techniques that they're using, basically uh, using spray bottles, they're coming up with all kinds of ideas to to try to help with any any issues that come up. They usually, uh, employees will come up to the safety committee or uh, any shop store at that point and pick ideas, you know, brain ideas and stuff like that. To, some things that work, some things that aren't working. And uh, we're trying to keep in communication with each other to, you know, help each other out. Absolutely. Joel, how are things down in the Doral building and what are you guys doing down there to uh, to comply with the CDC guidelines? Well, uh, actually, I don't have that much of an idea what's going on in the Doral building since I've been out since uh, late March. Uh, I got on that uh, agreement that uh, our, the union and the company uh, got together. 
I, I've been out. I was out for 10 days. They paid me for 10 days. And then I burned a whole bunch of option days and then I took uh, my two weeks vacation. So I've been out probably late March, April 1st, something like that. And, um, but I spoke to some of the guys and uh, pretty much everything's pretty much the same. They, they taken some, uh, some precautions, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what they're doing exactly because I haven't been there. Like, like I said, probably like, I don't know, 25, uh, 30 days. So that's, pretty much my story in regards to uh, what's going on. Right. What initiated the process that caused you to go out? Well, according to the guidelines, I, I have an underlying condition, which is hypertension. That's one of the reasons why I was concerned, uh, since I have that underlying condition. So I telehealth my doctor, and uh, she told me, you need to stay out of work. Uh, so she sent me the letter, and I um, I got on the uh, on the UPS's, uh, UPS's website, and I followed the uh, the COVID-19 instructions and fill out the paperwork and send them a copy of my, uh, of my letter from my doctor and send it straight towards them to them. And, uh, it took a long time. It took like 10 days and I was burning option days throughout that time. And then they, all of a sudden I see my time card and they pay me for those days and they, I haven't have to double check my time card to make sure that they gave me back those days, but they did take away those option days and, uh, place it, hopefully place it back in my bank, which I got to make sure that's the case. But uh, they did pay me 10 days to be out. Right. So initially they, they burned your days and then repopulated them after, after you submitted the paperwork? Correct. Yeah. I just got to make sure that's the case. Definitely looked at my time card today. I got to double check and make sure that uh, those option days were repopulated. Yes. Okay. Let's go to Sean here. How are guys complying with the CDC guidelines in your workplace? I work in the largest, one of the largest uh, centers in the district, if not the country. And it's gotten a little bit better. I want to say maybe now at this point, maybe 75, 80% of the guys are doing the right things. I still see a lot of guys not doing the right things. It's a little bit frustrating. And I'm talking about our own guys and some of the management personnel. Sure. As we go, as we we've moved into this, at first, I feel like the company was kind of slow to react. Uh, I've addressed a lot of concerns to my management team. A lot of the stuff has been resolved, but some of the stuff is still not resolved. Okay, such as? Well, there's uh, certain management personnel in my, in my center that don't wear masks, wear masks sometimes, don't wear them correctly, don't social distance. And then there's other that, others that are doing the right things. It's, it's a little bit frustrating. It's a mixed message. Yeah. They're sending the wrong message to, to the drivers, I think, for the most part. And, and for, their, for their employees, you know. Um, they should really be leading, I think. And, and, and a lot of them are. Some of them aren't. So. Right. Let's go to Josh here. You've been traveling around the country a little bit here with the, in a sleeper team. How have you seen some other areas in the country handling this? Some better than others. You know, the Dallas building, I see uh, a good amount of employees wearing uh, masks. They could be a little further apart inside on the PDs. They were uh, ahead of us in Dallas as far as sanitizing the tractors. I can tell you Louisville was a step behind us. You know, it's a scary situation, you know, you you know. As far as uh, break rooms. Well, I processed the grievance asking that uh, the company remove tables out of the break rooms to keep people from gathering. 
just to take away the opportunity for people to gather. Right. And I got that because I got that idea because I, you know, we drive all day and we take meal at Wawa a lot of time, right? Wawa is a place where you can call in your order. You get there, you sit on a picnic table outside, outside of your tractor and eat. Well, they saran wrapped all the tables at the Wawa. So you got to eat standing up outside, which makes a lot of sense. But then you walk inside a building like in Orlando and you have a break room that seats 200 people and they're not doing anything to stop the employees from sitting at those tables. Right. Um, and then to sanitize the tables after other people sit on them, it's just, I, I think it would it would be beneficial to remove the tables. And the tables are still up in Hialeah. Okay. But they did remove tables out of some break rooms in some parts of the country. Sounds good. Bercio, you got it? So what can members do to educate themselves and what, what should they do to attempt to enforce some of these guidelines? Well, the first thing they should do is as soon as they come into the building, they should, they should go get their masks and, and gloves from, from management. You know, if they feel uncomfortable about being, about the company not respecting the, the social distancing um, because they, they want to, they just, they just want to make sure that, they, that their trailers get out on time, they should. They should say something to speak up. Say, "Hey, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel safe standing, you know, not, uh, not uh, respecting social distancing." Right. They should reach out to their stewards or their uh, their safety committee members. Yeah. Uh, start with management. Let management uh, give management an opportunity to fix fix the the issue. And if management is, is is just turning 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 their face the other way and and not. Not not paying attention to what the employees are doing, then they should they should uh, um, contact their their shop steward and process a, gri- a grievance, a, a safety grievance, if if, if they if need, if need if need be, and and even say, look, I, I can't I can't work on this on this uh, under these conditions. But first, check with 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 the shop stewards and 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 business agents to see if that's that's the approach to be to be taken to keep themselves from from getting infected. Right. Right. Absolutely. Brian, if I, if I if I can interject for a second, yes, absolutely. I, I I'd like to thank the local as well, uh, Mike Cortez, Keith, Josh, Roley. They're all doing a fantastic job. Um, if you have complaints, any any member out there has complaints and anything else like that, they can reach out to the local and know that uh, they get a quick response on this kind of stuff. Um, the mo- most people in West Palm Beach right now are are, are going through some some issues and. Um, the uh, response that we get is incredible. And, uh, you know, again, reaching out to the members, you really need to take care of yourselves. Yeah, clearly the key is that, that we want everybody to be safe. We want everybody to be able to continue to come to work and prevent any kind of workplace closures. And if you notice one person is sick, they should be advised of their rights to be able to exercise additional personal time off or paid time off for the benefit of the, the operation so that that we can all continue to work and not bring home, not put our families at risk by coming to work. Anything else going on in your work sites that you think deserves mention? Anybody just chime in? As yeah. I'd like to say, it's Josh Joseph. I'd like to say that if, if there's anyone out there that thinks that the company's not complying or doing what they're supposed to in reference to COVID-19, social distancing measures, you need to see a steward and process a grievance. Yep. It starts with us. It finishes with us. We are Teamsters. We set the standard. Absolutely. Brian, can I say something? Yeah. I think it's important for everybody to understand 
that responsibility starts with us first, right? So it's kind of, it's, I mean, we have to hold the company accountable, but we have to be accountable to ourselves and our, our family. Yep. So when you come to work, if you set the example and you take care of yourself and you wear the PPE and you're cleaning your hands and cleaning your truck, making sure that everybody stays six feet away from you and you stay six feet away from everybody, I think that's the best thing we can do as a union is, is we set the example. This is the perfect opportunity to tell your supervisor, hey, don't come within six feet of me, right? I mean, it's, we have the opportunity to say, hey, stay back. How come you're not wearing your mask? I'm wearing my mask. Yep. You should put your mask on and stay six feet away from me. You know, how, how good is that that we can do that now? And we have a legitimate reason. And we have a responsibility to the public as well. Right. I mean, we're going out there in the public and I, and the problem is I see a lot of people are very relaxed. They're almost like if nothing's changed in their world, they come to work, they're close to other coworkers, you know, even I see them hugging and, and hugging on each other. And it's like, if they think that because they're young, they can't get this, they're wrong. Right. And even more dangerous is maybe they're asymptomatic and they're carrying it out there into the general public. They're behaving irresponsible when they act like that in the shop and then go out on the road. It's Sure. Worst, worst case scenario is they become the vehicle that brings this to somebody that can't handle it. Right. And I, I don't know if everybody out there understands what asymptomatic or presymptomatic is. You know, if you're presymptomatic, you, it's not going to show up for three or four days, right? If you're asymptomatic, it's not going to show up at all. So you could have already had it and spread it for the last 14, 15 days and not even know. Right. And that's the whole reason for wearing the masks is not to protect you, but to protect the others around you. Right. These are the things that are important for for us to understand so we can set the example, you know, for the supervisors, because we know that a lot of these supervisors are not, are not responsible in the way they act. Absolutely. You know, in the way the way they carry themselves. So if we're going to carry ourselves in an irresponsible manner, it's hard to tell your supervisor to act responsibly when you're not doing that as well. So it kind of starts with us. And I, I feel like it's hard to reach everybody. I mean, I've been texting guys on their phones when I see them not doing the right things. Right. You know, in the workplace. Because I don't, I don't want to go near them, you know. I don't want to go within six feet of them because I don't want to bring this home to my family. But I, I do text them, you're not wearing a mask, you're not social distancing, you know, you need, you need to step up and do the right things. Sometimes I get met with, you're right, but then they, they still don't do the right thing. And I, it's a little frustrating to me that certain people just feel like, they're immune to this. Sure. I remember somebody, I don't know who it was, but somebody said that, that you should go through each day, not as if you were worried about getting it. You should consider the fact that you are spreading it and you should try to avoid contact or observe social distancing to not infect other people. Exactly. No, and, then, and, and it's just about not bringing it home to your family. That's the most important thing. And customers are depending on us to get them their products while they're quarantined in place. And they don't want us bringing this to them either. Exactly. Well, let's go around the horn here and kind of give closing comments. From I think we kind of covered everything on this. And 
Yeah, first of is here. I wanted to add that um, when having meetings with uh, management, uh, the first thing that we should we should uh, we should say to the management uh, right off right off the bat is you know we should have this meeting in an open area or a uh, a room that's large enough like a conference room where we could keep uh, social distance because um, I encounter I encounter one of one of the first times that I had to represent someone in a meeting where we're in, a, in like a small office. Like a whatever six by six, I don't know the dimensions, but I said, look, look, we can have this 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 meeting here. We have to go out somewhere, so he, uh, so we can have social distancing. Right. And management complied, and we went upstairs above the office in a in a break room where it's where it's a open area, and everybody kept their distance. And that's one way of keeping distance. I'm I'm not sure what's going on in all the buildings if they're keep uh, if they're having meetings inside the offices and so forth but in, in an office not not just wearing a mask is going to help we have to we have to kind of have it where where it's going to can have ventilation sure and and making sure that we're um uh, we're following social distancing that's a good point all right Percio. well thanks for joining us thank you thank you for giving, for giving me this opportunity to uh kind of uh bring 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 to light some of the concerns that we have no trouble at all let's jump over to josh here anything you want to add in closing, everyone just uh, stay the course. You know, this isn't easy for us. It's a difficult time in history. Our children will tell their grandchildren about the COVID-19. And it's just, it's going to be here for a little while. And we have to uh, comply with the CDC regulations to keep everyone around us safe, ourselves and our families. If anyone has any questions, talk to your steward. Your steward, we have great stewards in this local and, and, and they're all here to help. Man. That's all I can say. Be safe, everyone, and God bless. Thanks, Josh. Let's go to, to uh, Bobby here. Hi, Brian. Just wanted to thank you for what you do and, and um, the local down there in Miami uh, for, for, for doing what they can at this point. Um, again, like I said before, it's up to us to protect ourselves and protect each other, our brothers and sisters out there. So many of them right now are in a layoff situation or not even working. Um, we're, we're still out there fighting. We're still out there risking our lives um protect yourselves uh and that way you can protect your brothers and sisters at this point uh any anything that is going on in your in your center um inform your shop steward let them take it from there and and, and get to the right areas that need to be taken care of great sounds good thanks bob let's go to sean here what i would say is uh in closing besides in the building when you're out on the road if you see anything that doesn't look safe or doesn't seem safe, reach out to your supervisor or your steward and say, look, I can't deliver this safely because X, Y, and Z. You know, whether it's a building with elevators that people are constantly on and off. So maybe those are the issues that need to be addressed. You know, I would hate for somebody to put themselves at risk on on the road when they don't have to. Right. So if there's some type of delivery or some type of uh, situation where you feel it's not safe for you, or for your customers that you're delivering to, reach out to your to your supervisor. If you don't think that they're giving you a, a viable solution, then reach out to your, your steward or your business agent. Before you end on that, Sean, let's jump over to Mike. And I wanted to ask a question to Mike based on what you just said. Mike, what kind of protections are in place if a driver recognizes a scenario at a stop that puts him in jeopardy what are his options when he when he approaches that situation 
Thanks, Brian, for the opportunity. Uh, sometimes it comes down to uh, what the company's already put in place in regards to getting a signature or not and putting in the uh, reference that it's a it might be a signature release or signature required package and the company's allowing them to drop the package and put in a certain notation in the remarks column. Uh, it, it seems that they're trying to implement as much as they can to keep you guys safe and not do any social contacts, but we want to make sure everybody does the right thing. You want to make sure if you're making a delivery and you do see that it's completely unsafe, I would, I would say, obviously don't make the delivery. And I would tell them to uh, reach out immediately to their immediate supervisor to explain why. So we don't have any, I don't know, excuses that uh, I couldn't do this because of COVID. I don't want to be in a situation where we're trying to represent somebody that, for better or worse, took advantage of the situation. But the company is trying to do everything possible. And we are letting them know of any scenario that we run across. Again, with the daily conversations, we know this, we know that. Uh, we've even talked about the cleaning of the tractors. And the company said they would do that. The next question was, how do we know they were done? Well, it's almost as if they were running a, uh, a cleaning guide like you would see in, own, in, in any restaurant you would go to when you see the restroom door that says this, this was just clean so many, so many minutes ago or when, within the last half an hour, and the person signs off of it. So there's a lot of places that they're utilizing that. That question was brought up by one of the locals to how do we know that it's been clean? So they're making every reasonable attempt, and we're putting things out to them and telling them we need more of this. This is what's happening here. Again, it seems everyone's in the boat. As far as somebody being affected by this thing, as everyone should know that the IBT has negotiated an additional benefits package for everybody in the event that they're told to quarantine. If somebody of some type of authority, a doctor, a government, or even a UPS manager tells you to stay home and quarantine, you could be eligible for the benefits package, and that's up to 10 days. Okay, that's in addition to everything else you got so everybody is in the same boat trying to make sure you guys are taken care of that your health and welfare is the utmost and i mean the utmost thing on everyone's mind right again so if anybody can have any issues that they want to give to their business agents obviously we're not in every location every day please reach out to us and we have an immediate pipeline to not only the uh, regional labor folks but also to the labor department with that, I want to wish you guys a, a great weekend, and thank you again for Brian, especially for this opportunity to have this open format so everybody can voice their opinion. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Mike. And uh, let's go back to Sean here real quick. Okay. Thank you. Uh, that was um, nice, Mike. It's it's nice to have the comfort to know that we do have, uh, you know, those letters of uh, memorandums of understanding, you know, in case we do get it, God forbid. But I think the trick is to try and not get it so we don't we don't cash in on those 10 days. You know, it's nice to know those 10 days are there, but no thanks, I'll take a pass. Yeah. It's nice that the these things are in place, these things are happening. You know, there's a process in place. It's it's really nice to have a union that that's looking out for us, taking care of us, addressing all of our, our needs and concerns. And let's face it, what we are essential. So we have to keep working because if we if we don't, there's people out there that aren't going to get the things that they need, the medicine they need, the supplies they need, the food they need. So we really are an essential part of, of, of the country right now. 
but it's nice to have somebody with our back, you know, and I'm very grateful for that. And it's nice to have a bunch of guys like you guys and your shops and Mike and Rolly and Josh doing the same thing. And I think if we all work together, we'll get through this fine. You know, we just got to keep, keep doing the things we're doing. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks, Sean. You still there, Joel? I'm still here. All right. Um, talking about what continues what uh, Mike was saying and a little bit of rebuttal on uh, what uh, Sean said. Uh, obviously, you don't have to have the virus to get those uh, that benefit that our union worked for hard, so hard to get for us with the company to, you know, to pay us those 10 days because I, I, I'm one of those guys. Uh, I did have a, I have an underlying condition and got a, I went through my doctor and I did get the okay from my doctor. Hey, listen, you need to stay home. So I went through the, the, the paperwork with the agreement what we have with the, uh, the company and our union. And, uh, you know, it took a while, it took uh, like 10 days and uh, I did get the uh, benefit and I did get paid those, uh, those, those 10 days for staying home because of my, uh, because of the, what the doctor said, you need to stay home. Right. So yeah, that works guys. That, that, that works. So if you need something like that and just get on the website, um, you'll find the information right there. It's right in front of you following the instructions, how to fill out the paperwork. Uh, the, the only thing is that they told me it's going to take a while because of so many, so many paper, uh, so many people nationwide for the union, for the UPS. I mean, UPS teams is doing this. But nobody should feel pressured to come to work, whether they're ill or they have underlying conditions. Nobody should feel pressured. Exactly. And, and like the, the statement that we have from the company, the union, the agreement that they have, it's a, uh, at the bottom, you can see it says it's an ongoing situation and th- things are going to arise. So, you know, if you have any issues at work in relation to this, you just talk to your, talk to your steward and go, go from there. Well, thanks, guys. You guys have a good night. Thanks, man. You too, Josh. Be safe. All right. Good night, guys. Take care, gentlemen. Well, there you have it. Our first steward roundtable and overall a good look into what our UPS brothers and sisters have been dealing with during these difficult times. We hope to bring you more of these discussions in the future. And if you have suggestions on topics, please submit them. Hey, Teamster members. Are you aware of all the benefits of your Teamster membership? Your Teamster privilege entitles you to members-only savings on everything from renting a car to sending a bouquet of flowers. All U.S. Teamster members and their immediate families are eligible to receive savings on legal services, entertainment discounts, car and truck rental discounts, credit counseling, flower and gift basket discounts, and interstate moving discounts. For more information on these and other benefits to your Teamster membership, visit teamsterslocal769.org solidarity and click on the benefits tab on the right side of the page. Special thanks this month goes to Mike Cortez, as well as Joel Brito, Sean Bryson, Percio Diaz, Bob Greco, and Joshua Joseph. And be sure to check out our newly redesigned website at TeamstersLocal769.org for more on any of the information contained in this episode. And, as always, Teamsters Local 769 Solidarity Podcast is produced by the officers and staff of Local 769, including Josh Zivilich, Roly Pena, and Steve Myers, with contributions by Local 769 business agents and by me, Brian Besbiak. We encourage you to visit our website. There you will find show notes and additional info as well as links to our social media pages. 
You can also email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org or you can leave us a voicemail at 786-456-7936. If you leave a message we can use, we may include your comment or answer your question in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we encourage you to tell our sisters and brothers about the show as well. Our theme song, The Vendetta, was composed by Stefan Kartenberg, and additional music titled Onion Capers by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com were used in this episode, both licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Until next time, stay safe out there, and remember, in unity there is strength. Bye, folks.